Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. The despair, or we can focus on Jesus. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, when we get into the conclusion, there's, there's some verses that I can use to kind of, you know, bring some encouragement into this negativity <laughs> here, but, but I'll leave that for the conclusion. <laughs> the fifth seal, martyrdom. This is one that no one wants to hear. Revelation 6, 9 to 11. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altars the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus who were to be martyred, joined them. Matthew 24, verses 9 to 13 states, Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Mm. You know, again, um, we look at that, we listen to it, and we say, well, that's that's in the distant future. Can you populate that map on the global persecution? You know, and still, we look at that, and we say, well, thank God it's not here. Right? Let me give you some stats. According to Voice of the Martyrs, The number of Christians persecuted for their faith has increased by 30% over the last year. That means from 2020 to 2021, the number of persecuted Christians has gone up 30%. Wait till this, hear this number. The number of Christians killed for their faith has increased by over 60% from 2020 to 2021. Currently, there is approximately 340 million Christians around the world under severe persecution. And again, if you think this is too far out there, it's, that's over there, that's not here, let me bring it close to home. In 2021, seven Canadian pastors were arrested for their faith this last year. Some of these pastors actually remain in prison. One pastor was ordered that he would be released if he promised he would stop preaching. You know, it reminds me of Acts chapter 4, where John and Peter were thrown into jail, and they were told that they could be released if they would stop preaching. Peter says, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We can't stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. 
How are we doing for time? Oh dear, yeah. we got to go. <laughs> okay, we got time. <laughs> Matthew chapter ten. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, verses sixteen to twenty. I'm just going to jump around through there, but. It says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts. You will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. Verse 19, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time, for it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Amen. Again, do you think it's not important to listen to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. Sorry, I'm reading from Revelation 13, 9 and 10. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. And if anyone is to be slain with a sword, with the sword must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Are you praying that God give you that endurance? Are we being faithful yeah. now in what God is giving us? You know, persecution is coming. People are losing jobs left and right because they're standing up for their convictions. Who is more important, the God of work or the God of heaven? And I, I think, too, I wanted to add to that. I think like, we, we, take, we take persecution lightly here in the essence, too, of that our view of persecution is an inconvenience. It's not getting to invited to the party because of where we stand, right? It's because of our faith. It's because of this. We, we look at persecution around the world. If we looked at that map, some of the countries on there, you look at China, you look at Iran, people are dying for their faith. They're willing to sacrifice. What kind of ultimate love is that? That you would lay down your life and it's not for nothing. There's a hope that awaits us. And so we know where we stand. So I look at this and I think of, you know, Peter, the apostle. And I think of him and I think of in this instance, you know, when Jesus was arrested, what Peter did, right? And he went and he denied Jesus three times. And Peter said, I will never do this. Yeah, I will right. never do it. And yet he did it. And yet he did it. And I look at it around this room too. When you stand face to face and say the most, whatever the extreme thing is, maybe a gun's pointed at your head, will you stand for Christ? Will you deny Jesus and say, I never knew him. I never went to church. I never served the Lord. Or will you take a stand and say, I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? You know, just really, really quick here. But if any of you are interested in getting a picture of a documentary of the fastest growing church in the world, it's in Iran, by the way. The fastest growing church in the world right now is in Iran. If you want to if you want to watch a, a documentary on it, it's called Sheep Among Wolves. Interesting. Jesus says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. The documentary is called Sheep Among Wolves. There's two of them. And they're long, but very worth the watch. But it's not for the faint in spirit because it is very graphic at, at times, the, verb, the verbiage of what they're talking about. And the question is there, have you counted the cost? Have you counted the cost? Okay, sixth seal, cosmic disturbances. 
Revelation 6, 12 to 14. I could I'll, do an entire message I, on this one. I know you're excited about this one. That's why I'll probably read the verse quick. So I know you'll want to dive in. I watched as a lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Hmm. I look at like some of the key thoughts. Uh, there's some other passages if you want to dive into a little bit, but for the sake of time, we won't go through them. It's Joel 2, verse 30 to 31, and Matthew 24, 27 to 29, and Luke 21, verse 25 to 28. But some of the key thoughts accord, like, that where his attention in this passage is looking at Matthew 24 and Mark 13, these events happen directly after the anguish of those days, the great tribulation. And then we look at Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. This event happens just prior to the rapture. And Joel says that these cosmic disturbances will happen just prior to the great and terrible day of the Lord's arrival. I could keep going. I know, I know you want to. <laughs> I know there's a lot on this. Notes. <laughs> you know, yeah, there really is. There really is. And um, um, just for the sake of time, we're just going to... We're just going to end it there. But you know, of all the events of the seals that it talks about in scripture, there's more reference to the sixth seal, to the cosmic disturbances that are going to come on the earth than any of the other seals. Mm. Perhaps it's an important event to be aware of. <laughs> Seventh seal, real quick, real brief. Revelation 8, verses 1 and 2. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. I'm not sure how much there is to really say about this seal, but I want to comment about that silence. Do you know how Remembrance Day we stand in silence to honor those who have gone before us and died? Is it possible that the silence represents that honor and respect for the ones who died for their faith in the Great Tribulation? It, the scripture doesn't really say, but I'm just asking the question. Or is it possible as well when you go to the end of chapter 6, and, and because of time, I'm not going to go there, but... After the sixth seal, it talks about how everyone runs to the hills, to the caves, and calls out for the mountains to fall and kill them because they see the heavens have been opened and they see the Lamb of God and they are fearful for their life. If these people before God have that much fear, mm. what awe is there in heaven at the honor of him who made it all possible? Wow. Wow. Regardless, this seventh seal initiates the seven trumpets, which we will be talking about next Sunday, and you won't want to miss it. Trust me. Pastor Larry is really excited. He was talking about a lot as we were dialoguing. He's like, you don't want to miss the seven trumpets. He's done some research, and it is intense. <laughs> it is intense. But let's go into the conclusion. When we go through sessions like this one, for some, 
it can instill a lot of fear. Perhaps even fear of death. I'm not ready to go. I don't want to go like that. I don't want to be persecuted. I want to encourage you as a Christian, death is actually a great thing. Did you hear me? (laughs) You got some funny looks on that one, Pastor. (laughs) Death is actually a great thing. As a Christian, we have to be okay with death. If we're not okay with death, we are not worthy of being his servant. I know that sounds harsh, but it's the honest truth. Listen to what Paul states in Philippians 1, verses 20 to 26. Paul says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Wait, did I hear that right? Yeah. Dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. Mm. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Mm. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Yeah. Amen. I'd be happy if I could go right now. (laughs) Take me home. (laughs) But you know what? I am excited. I am honored that God would choose me Mm. to be worthy of suffering for him. That one may be saved. That one. For one. If you're here in this room or in the sound or a voice, you're here because there is a message God has you to deliver. There's something that you have that others in this room they can't offer. And there's a word that God has placed inside of you that's just wanting to come out, that's wanting to be unleashed, and the only one holding it back is yourself. Because you have the choice to make. You know, if we look at Revelation 6, 1, verse 3, and 5, and 7, if we look at those passages, there's one word that really stands out. It's come. It says, common word come, while some translations say come and see. And you see, even uh, Amber was alluding to this in worship. She was talking about he sees you. He sees you. He sees you. But do you see him? He sees you. But do you see him? He sees you and he loves you, but it's not enough for him just to see you and love you. You have to draw in. It's a relationship. You have to come. And when I look at this, there's a sense of urgency in this. It's John, pay attention, what the angels are saying to him. There's a sense of urgency when it's said not once, but four times. Come and see. Come and draw near. You see, God is telling John to come closer and position his heart to see the truth. If you want to see the truth, you have to come near. You have to come close. You have to pay attention. Sometimes you have to stop talking, right, to hear what he has to say. A lot of times we like to fight with our words and think we're tough or behind a computer on social media. And God is saying sometimes stop talking. Draw in here. Come close. Hear what I have to say. It's not good enough to say one day, Lord, I'll listen to you. One day I'll surrender to you. It's saying, 
to God to get it. God is saying in this passage to me, this urgency as we look at the seven seals is get ready and prepared right now. Position your heart to see truth. And you can only position your heart to see truth if you seek the one who is truth. So that's a challenge today for all of us. It's, you know, I think of this silly little example, but when you know it's like gonna snow outside, do you put on a t-shirt and shorts? Do you go, I mean, some, there's some crazy Canadians out there, but um, I'm talking about regular every day. Do you put on a t-shirt and shorts? No, you get ready for the weather. You get prepared. And in that same way, should we not be getting ready for the coming of our Lord and Savior? This is something that's real and serious because John wrote this down as a warning to us as believers that if we do not draw near to Jesus, then we are susceptible and a prime target to the kingdom of darkness. Sorry. So as we look at that, we're a prime target if you're not drawing near because how can you hear his voice if you're running away? If you're turned around, if you're, you know, your fingers are in your ears and you're like, no, 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 I can't hear you. A lot of us think that's silly, but we're doing that to God all the time. Because God's like, hey, go to this person, go spread my love. And you're like, no, 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 God, it can't be today. God, I have a mission. God, I'm busy. God, I have to work today. God, I have all these calls today. And God is saying, no, but what have I called you to do today? What is your assignment? And I want to end with this. It's 1 Peter 1, verse 13 says, therefore, with minds that are alert, Alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus is revealed at his coming. And you know, I don't know how many times we stress today, but don't be deceived, be alert, stand guard, stay awake, stay steadfast. If there's any message that we want you to carry out here is that, you know what, it's no longer good enough to leave the way that you entered in here with. When you entered in through those doors, that apathy, that lack of conviction, You know, the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know, as I was preparing for this, he was just saying, there is still this presence in this problem in um, North America, especially is where it's Sunday to Sunday. And it's as soon as I leave those doors, I can say and do whatever I want. But as soon as I enter, I'm going to put on my best performance. I'm going to be, pretend to be awake. I'm going to pretend to be alert. And what happens is it's too late because a lot of times in the week we face trials and tribulations that we're not prepared, we're not ready for because we're not seeking the one who's true. What if the thief comes on Tuesday? Man, that's something that went, oh, when James said that, I am still in my head. It's just like, are we ready? 100%. Are we ready? 100%. Mm. So, you know, as we're talking about this need for readiness, um, we're going to do the baptism call and, uh, and communion. And so we're going to ask you to stand. And, um, Mitch. You know, perhaps the Lord's tugging at your heart right now. Maybe there's some people here that have not yet been baptized. Or, or even, you know, even apart from that, perhaps there's someone or some of you who haven't ever committed your life to Jesus Christ, or maybe you have at some point in time, but you've walked away. We've got the Baptists here, Rick and um, (laughs) Kyle, Kyle, and um, they'd love to talk with you. They'd love to help you, guide you. Uh, There's a tank ready in the back. You don't need anything. 
He said, well, I didn't bring any change of clothes or anything. Well, you don't need anything. Like if you're, you know, if you need makeup, blow dryer or whatever, I'm sure they'll, they'll help you all. out with something. <laughs> and um, don't put it off. Don't put it off. I've, I've had people say to me, Pastor, how, how do you really know when, you're, when it's time to get baptized? When is it time? You know, as a father, you always want to do the best thing for your kids, right? I remember my baby girl. Well, I say baby because, you know, she was my firstborn. But anyways, at four years old, she was begging me, Daddy, can I get baptized? Can I get baptized? And I'm like, no, you got to grow up. You got to learn and, and all these things. No, you can't, dear. And she says, okay, Daddy. Shortly after her fifth birdie, fifth birthday. Yeah, I play golf now. <laughs> it's not the weather. After her fifth birthday, she's like, Daddy, I've grown up. I'm a year older. I've learned so much more. Can I get baptized, please, Daddy? Can I? And I says, same thing, same routine. I says, no, dear. Like, I mean lots more. You got to grow up and learn lots more. And she starts to cry and she says, Daddy, when am I ever old enough to be obedient to Jesus? So when is it time to get baptized? When there's a conviction in your heart to be obedient. And that conviction drives you and that's more important than anything else. That's when it's time. Doesn't matter how old you are. You might say, you might be an older person. You might say, well, I'm not sure. I, I can't walk that good. I don't know if they can get me in the tank or, or I don't know if I'll get in, if I'll ever get out. I'm telling you, God has a way. Amen. God has a way. Today's the day. Is there anyone? We're going to have communion. And don't hesitate to come. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the songs that we sang this morning, as I open up my cup for the bread, Jesus is the only one that's worthy. He's the only one. He suffered and he died so that the suffering and death that we will experience is nothing in comparison to him. Nothing. Won't even come close. But Father God, as I hold this bread in my hand, I am honored Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you suffered and you died. I should have been the one. It was for my sin that you died. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded of that incredible act of love every time I take this and I'm in awe and wonder. 
Father God, thank you that you have sent your Holy Spirit to guide us, to give us a hope and confidence for the future that is to come, that we do not need to be afraid. We keep our eyes on you. The Lamb, the Lamb of God that was slain for me. Thank you, Jesus. Let's partake together. God, I just thank you, you know, as we take the cup. God, this was a message, Father, an urgency, a sense of waking up for the church, God. I thank you, God. God, what you're saying today is come and see. You know, a lot of us, as we are talking about it, I feel like, God, a lot of people in this room and in the sound of our voice tuning in online, you're hearing the words of, of death, of dying for your faith. And because of your lack of relationship with the Lord, you're like, what? Because you don't know the one who is worthy. You don't know the one who is faithful, the one who is true. You don't know the way maker, the promise keeper. And God is saying today, open up your heart and I will show you. Jesus, I thank you as we have this cup in our hands, the blood that was spilled for every single person in this room that God, you walked and led the greatest life, a servant leadership. That Jesus, as you stepped out and said, I choose them. I love them. So I thank you God today that God, you're drawing us in. You're drawing our hearts closer. That God, we wouldn't settle for what was in the past or you know, what we think the future holds, but God, we listen to your Holy Spirit and we're in tune with you. In the name of Jesus, let's partake.